This is HoopleCast. I'm your host, Matt. I've got two guests joining me today. Uh, their names are... I guess I should go first. Well, I was going to say, maybe the person who got here first should go first. But no, since you, you're speaking, go ahead. Introduce yourself. All right. I am Brian, also known as Sparkstalker, Gamertag, in case any of you actually know me. Probably not. And I am Casey, uh, also known as Fergus. I know these guys from the Geezer Gamer website. We we play video games together. That's what we do. Though not lately, because we're all very yeah, it's busy. Been, it's, it's been a while, yeah. Yeah, we, we grew up, and we put away our childish toys. <laughs> no, it's just Metaphorically, very not literally, we still have them. I was going to say, I keep getting more toys. I don't, I don't think I got rid of them. All right, well, we're here to talk about the season premiere of Game of Thrones. This is another one of uh, Hooplecast bonus episodes that I've been releasing into the feed. Just 30 to 40 minute conversations about current TV, since the main thrust of our podcast is always looking back. It's always a retrospective on stuff that's uh, long since aired. This is just a way to keep kind of people who are interested in current goings on uh, invested in, in listening to us. And I, th- I think the uh, the leftovers ones that I recorded were well-received. And then if these Game of Thrones ones are well-received, then maybe we'll do Westworld. And anything else that's kind of like a major marquee show of theirs, we'll get on, we'll talk about the premiere, the finale, that kind of stuff. Not a week-to-week. There's plenty of podcasts that do week-to-week. <laughs> anyway, Season 7 premiere, Game of Thrones, aired uh, on Sunday. Um, what'd you guys think? Just one of you, jump in. Tell me, tell me a general I, thought. Don't be I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I, I think it started off excellent. Probably one of the top episodes, the starters that I've ever seen of Thrones. Uh, and then it kind of died a little bit, and then it got really good at the end. I think so. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good first episode to kind of kick everything back off again. Expect a lot more yeah. action and stuff coming. You know, moving forward. Yeah. It was a good I, open. I, I thought it was solid all the way through. Um, you know, you hit each one of the major story points, so you saw where everybody was, so it was sort of, I don't want to say flashback plus, but it's like, okay, here's where we are, here's where we're going, and with only having seven episodes this season, I really think they had, they got a lot of exposition out of the way where they normally, you know, normally in a 13-episode season, some of that would have been drawn across two episodes, maybe thrown in some other filler here and there. But they really don't have the time to do that. So I, I thought it, I thought it flowed nicely. It was at the, it was got to the end of the episode, and I'm like, wait, that's it. <laughs> and my, my wife turned to me and said, shouldn't they be doing a two hour premiere? Yeah. So it was, it was all. We were totally ready for it, and it, I, I thought it delivered on what it, what it should be. I had heard that they're doing a few episodes that are going to be quite a bit longer than the 52 minutes or whatever they are this season. Yeah, I think they were bumping them out to some of them were out. You know, maybe over an hour or so. Yeah. I heard a rumor that one next year might be feature length, probably the series finale. I would take the finale, yeah. Yeah, which I'm I'm okay with. I would, I, you, I, know. you know, my friends of mine were talking. You know, we were. It's I don't think I've ever seen a bad episode of Game of Thrones. We're you know in seven years. Mm, I think I've seen. I've seen, I've seen some slow episodes, you know, but not like man, like I just wasted an hour watching that show. Right, not not, you know? not like not like the um, what was the uh, the black market episode of um, Battlestar Galactica? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, nothing quite as bad as that. Yep, yep. But um, nothing. No, like, I mean, I, nothing like yeah. the current season of Twin Peaks, which I don't know if you guys are watching, <laughs> I, but no. is a chore to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Though I do like to watch it and send in feedback to the Twin Peaks podcast. 
as often as I can <laughs> because it is fun to make fun of and to um, cause David Lynch fans to just like become like rabid, frothing, insane people, which should, they are. Should, should you do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 of the show? Of that show? Is it that worthy? I, um, I vaguely remember the original show and how weird it was. The original I, show so is, a little, is a little weird, but it's very watchable. And the return is, I don't, I don't even know. It's very, I mean, it's very clear that David Lynch and Mark Frost don't know how to write a television show. <laughs> this is so much better than that. This is coherent. <laughs> this is written by people who know how to structure a, a program. Yes, yeah. And have a very it's, difficult task of interpreting books into into television, and they've done it admirably. It'll be interesting to read the books if they ever are released and see and, what was left on the floor. And then if we'll be and, as happy now as uh, you know uh, as later when we've read what could have been, maybe then we we will be dissatisfied with what we got. Have you read the books? I've read all of them. Any, yeah, you've read them all. Okay, yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I, I guess. I I guess have. Yep. I, I actually, I'm, I'm like 200 pages left in the last book. Um, but up until then, I've, yeah, I had a baby. Well, I didn't have a baby, but my wife did at that time. You didn't need to explain Just, that. <laughs> I understood that. So I need to read it again, though. I, I, I guess I should like actually pick up a book at some point and, and read. I've heard it's good. They're very good. They're very good. I liked the the opening scene when I watched it, but then later on as I thought about it, it it felt unnecessary. When Jamie and Cersei are at the map in King's Landing, like that could have been a good opportunity for her to say, oh, did you hear, you know, uh, House Frey is, is no more, uh, someone murdered them all, and, and the servant girl said, old Walter Frey did it. Yeah. And then you could have just been like, oh, Arya must have done something. Like a little yeah. mystery, or a little like, let the audience figure it out. You don't have to sh- necessarily show everything. I think it was a fan service thing. It seemed like a fan service thing, which is why I liked it initially. But then later on, I was like, oh, that felt kind of like just more it, of the finale from last year. It, it took me for a minute. I'm like, is this a flashback? Are they going? And then as soon as like the smile or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's Arya. It's totally Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a satisfying scene. Yeah. And I, again, I, fan service, I think. Yeah, but it also I think it also sets up the ending scene as well, which apparently everybody has a problem with, other than me, because I don't know who the dude was. Um, but it shows how heartless, how cold-blooded Arya is, and then it sets up her meeting these guys. So I think it's important to her character that we see that, that she's just cold-blooded enough to poison a room full of 80 people, yeah. instead of going after just the, the people on her list. So to speak. Yeah, jump. I mean, jumping ahead to that that scene with Arya and the soldiers, you know, had every. I, I when she got off the horse and she was looking at the swords and you know she was sizing them up right really really well, and then they started talking and and you really see like the people side of war, you know, just because you're fighting for somebody doesn't mean you necessarily want to do it. And I think that she was ready to take them all out, and then they started talking, and it, they were human to her, right? You know, they they weren't. They weren't on her list. They weren't an enemy at that point. Now, who knows? We we could go into season, you know, episode two, and she's walking away with you know bloody sword and twelve dead dudes, you know, around the campfire. But um, it kind of it kind of humanized her a little bit more for me because of that. Like she didn't go straight up murder them. Right. Like she sat down and they spoke and they're like, okay, maybe these guys aren't so bad. They just want to go home and see their families. It was definitely you know? a kind of a redemptive moment for her. A, yeah. Uh, hey, the world's not black and white, are you? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 
they which also- is funny because you know the house of black and white like it is right mm-hmm. <laughs> you, 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 you go you go kill somebody and then you know because they did did somebody wrong so i don't care who they are what they you know like somebody told me these people have to die i'm gonna go do it right so it's also interesting that the, she was as she was giving her little speech as, as Walter, you know, about how they broke the, the, the guest protocol yes. or whatever they call it. And then, so she's sitting down, she's getting ready to slaughter these guys, you can tell. And then they extend that to her, you know, even though she's just some random stranger. So yep. I think that, you know, so, yeah. again, that, that set up, you know, like we were saying, that, that character of, okay, let's soften her up a bit and show that she's still just this girl that we knew. Yeah, and and how old is she at this point? I mean, we in the book she's what thirteen, fourteen. Well, she's book, not very everyone, old. Everyone's very young in the books. Yeah, and I mean, I know that they can't do that in the show. Obviously, Brand's like thirty in the show, but um, <laughs> you know, he's he's like the oldest looking dude in the show. Um, but I mean, yeah, you think about like the books, like they're kids, like they really are kids, you know. Right. And all the adults are dead, other than Jamie and Cersei. Everyone else is a kid, you know. Um, it's interesting that you, you the the whole where she brought up you know that's that's really heavy in the books of you know once you give your you know uh, uh, visitors bread and a, and food like that's it like they're you know you can't do anything to them and then what Frey did did actually you know slaughtered them um, and I don't know if it's the same as in a camp I definitely know it's in the in the keeps and the castles and stuff it's it's a big no no I don't know the camps so she might still kill them who knows. Hmm. I think the spirit of of the superstition ought to extend anywhere you offer a a person yep. uh, an olive branch, a gesture. Yeah, I not, think so. not I, say, oh, it only counts if you're indoors. You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do remember that was heavy in the books, like that. Yes, that tradition definitely is. Guest right. rights, yeah, and, and and that's that's why they hammered it in and yep. in the opening scene. I'm sure. And, and that's you know the books can't show just can't be as in depth. And that's why for. Four, five years ago, when I read The Red Wedding for the first time, I read it twice, and then I threw my Kindle across the room. because <laughs> We all did. We off. all had that reaction <laughs> of, I'm putting this down. <laughs> and I remember, I remember I sent a group me to Maze and those guys, and it was like 12, you know, midnight on a, on a Tuesday or something, and Maze writes back right away, he goes, you remember 20-some years ago when all your nerd friends were upset one day? That's why. Now you know why. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Like, I remember that day. <laughs> so. So speaking of Bran, he shows up at the at the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I really want a uh, John and Bran reunion. I want all the kids to meet up. I do, too. I, want a I mean, reunion. At, at this point, I, I think Bran has to meet John because he's the only one who knows who John is. You know, I mean. What do you mean he, so he's the only one who knows who? He knows that John's a Targaryen. Oh, oh, correct. Right. Well, he's the, the only thing- one. The only thing I wonder is, does Bran even realize the significance of it? I assume he does. Well, yeah, I think that that, because actually it's, I watched season six right before the, the premiere, not not in one day, but in a, in a week or so. <clears throat> and, um, you know, in, in that one scene in the in the tower with Lyanna and, and, and Ned, and, you know, he leans into her and you, she's whispering. And, you know, we can't hear that, but I, I assume 100% like Bran can hear exactly what she's saying and who the child is and all that, you know, keep him safe because, you know, all the Targaryens are being hunted down, like keep him safe to be yours. So I really, I believe Bran knows what's up, knows who he is, you know, knows about Danny. I mean, he, he's a three eyed Raven now. Like he knows 
everything, right? right. I mean, he knows, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Um, oh gosh, who's the, who's the Night's Watch guy that came out? Uh-huh. I can't think of his name, but, you oh, know. Oh, Dolores a, Ed. Yeah, yeah, Ed. He's like, you know, how do you, how do I know you're, you know, you're really brand. It's like, oh, I saw you here, here, and here. He's like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. he's legit. Let's go. <laughs> Bring him inside. So, I mean, he knows everything. So I, I believe that he knows what, who John is in the, and what he means to, to the realm, I guess. Right. So. Well, I just hope he, when he gets to the castle, are they at Winterfell? Is that where they are? Or are they somewhere else? Uh, they are at Winterfell. Yeah, John okay, and yeah. Sansa. So I just hope that when John he gets, yeah, I hope when he gets to Winterfell, uh, John and Sansa have not gone. Like, damn it, I just missed him. So I think that's what's going to happen because, and we're, and we're jumping ahead of the episode. But when um, uh, Sam finds the Dragon Glass map, you know, in Dragonstone, he sends the Raven. I'm assuming he's going to send the Raven to uh, Castle Black. But you know, Ned or Ed knows he's in. Winterfell, so he's going to relay that back to Winterfell. So I don't know if it'll, you know, the Raven's faster than Bran could travel, right? So, you know, maybe he's going to get it from Black uh, Castle Black to Winterfell, and then John's going to go to Dragonstone, and it's going to be that, oh, I just missed him. You know, now i got to go to Dragonstone. So, I think he's going to spend the entire season traveling. Yeah, it's going to be a... It just becomes a a comedy of, 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 like, this, like, Scooby-Doo chasing, bad guys chasing Scooby-Doo. Where everybody's going in one door and out the other. Just had the eagles, you know, they could just get there real fast. <laughs> they need an Elon Musk to build a hyperloop. <laughs> the hyperloop. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you watch this show and it's like, all right, you know, these guys just went from King's Landing to Winterfell in like three minutes. Like, that's a seven, eight month trip, isn't it? Like, TV show, yeah, it, it, time it, machines, you know? Yeah, they you move at it, the though. speed of plot. <laughs> at the speed of plot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best description of it. You, yep. you know, you, you've got you got to have that though. Unfortunately, you do. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously. So. Well, where so, else do we want to go? Well, we went to Dragonstone on that one. So, <laughs> you know, short segment with everybody's favorite characters. Um, for the most part, you know, everybody. You know, you don't know me. Who? Who's our favorite characters? You're about to you tell us who me. our favorite characters are. I know. Well, Come of on. course. Tyrion, Varys, and Daenerys. Who else? I mean, why have anybody else on the show, really? Uh, and two oh, wise asses and a, and, a, and a very cute those, girl. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. I like I like Pod oh. and Tormop myself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all great. There's really no one I don't like. I, I know. Yep. Ooh, and even, even like Cersei, you know, she's so good. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Nina Headley is such an amazing actress that you hate her. But she's so good. Like, yeah. Yeah. this you know, guy who played Joffrey, same thing. Oh, Joffrey Complete was complete douche, but he's was, so was, good. I so loved good watching him because he was so just such a dickhead. <laughs> this cast, I mean, the casting director for the show has been on point with everyone. I think everyone. So, all right, so, so Danny goes to Dragonstone, she, finds the big she table. Arrives at her, right. Everyone, finds everything's Zelda. empty. Not quite. She's the got homecoming. a cool throne room. Yeah. Was anybody else shocked that there was no one at Dragonstone? That was a bit weird. Like, I mean, that was Stannis's place, right? Was yeah, but, yeah. Was Stan- did Stannis launch from there? Yeah, yeah. Think, it's across think from so, Blackwater yeah. Bay. Right, yep. right. I for- I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot well, that that's where he came from. It just shocked me that no one, no Lannister or you know Baratheon people or Euron, Euron. I mean, since since, were, since were the there. before that. 
He says he knows they know where she she's going and everything else. You know, just some crazy squatters in there. Yeah, (laughs) some feral cats. Like I mean, you you look at this castle; it's gorgeous. You know, like man, that's a that'd be pretty place, good place to chill for a while. But there was no one there. Oh, but the heating and air conditioning bills. Just ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. Well, well the heat, the heating's gone gone really bad since they don't have a dragon to light the fires anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, they got the dragons now. Yeah. So, do you think so that, that, that next problems. episode there's going to be like a scene of them like sweeping the floors and like <laughs> <laughs> unpacking stuff? <laughs> and unpacking. You all out front. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Khaleesi, when are when are we going to march on King's Landing? Well, we're still waiting for the movers to show up. What have <laughs> I told you? Lost all my stuff. I only got this to wear. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a good scene, though. I mean, yeah, the whole the whole thing, the whole sh- the whole episode was was like I said, it's just it's just solid. I mean, not not a lot of action. That's that's the one complaint when I'm discussing it at work. It's like nothing really happened. I'm like, yeah, no. it, it, you got to set up stuff though. You can't always have you know people at each other's throats. Yeah, like I mean, we've, we've been waiting seven seasons for Danny to set foot in. West yeah, Rose. that's a pretty big right. thing that happened. It was huge, and I and I really like the way that they did it, where there was no dialogue. You know, it was just her right. getting on Westeros, you know, feeling the sand, you know, being home, and then walking up the stairs. Which, I mean, do you need more stairs? Like, holy crap! Again, it took them like thirty seconds to get up three thousand flights of stairs. Yeah, it's um, not designed for the handicapped. No, not at not at all. <laughs> and then you so, know, so we we know that we know that Bran won't be going to to oh, Dragonstone. That, that's that's tough, man. Why, that's bad. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, you you threw it. <laughs> He's got to go to Dragonstone. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming there's another door, right? Dragons can fly him up there. Yeah, that's right. He can warg into the dragon, right? Um. Some people yeah, have been waiting uh, 20 years for Daenerys to arrive. Yeah. Right. In Westeros. <laughs> so something something big did happen. Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty big. I'm I'm excited she's she's there now. But now, you know, they all got to meet up. So there's a theory that because there's dragon glass underneath Dragonstone, which makes total sense, that yeah. dragon glass can also cure grayscale, and that's why Shireen's case of grayscale was not so advanced. Well, they had stopped it, right? Didn't they say that that, that they, somebody that, had, that someone right. I thought somebody came, like a healer came and. Yeah. Well, a bunch of maesters and healers. I mean, that was one of the things that was in, it was in the books, but they did it almost, I think, almost word for word in the show about, you know, when, when Stannis was actually talking to her before he, you know, caught her on fire. But it was like, you know, the, the whole, like, he loved her so much that he brought everyone he could to cure her. And that's, again, that's why it stopped. So it could be, could very well be. Oh, there's got to be something there's got to be something there, otherwise, why would they bother going with with showing Jorah in the cell at um, Old Town? Yep. So, is it going to be a Sam and Jorah show now? <laughs> you know, characters that I don't like. I guess I could put Jorah in that column if I had to pick one. <laughs> eh, he's just a sad puppy dog. That's all he is. I liked him. I, you know, I like the character. I like the actor. He's all right, but yeah, he's kind of. He is a bit creepy, and I I like the cast re the recast of uh, of um oh my god I'm horrible with names tonight Danny's boyfriend what's his name Dario Dario 
Dario. The first dude was horrible. This guy's actually really good, even though he didn't come with her. I know, but um, uh, yeah, he's I, much he's much better for her than than. Oh, Jorah. I didn't. Li- oh, yeah. Well, they're closer in age, and he uh, he has more charisma. Yeah. Now, and one Game of Thrones Thrones podcast I do listen to is Sister Speak with Sister K mm-hmm. and Sister J. I've listened These, uh, to that a few times. Yeah, they they don't like new Dario. They call him uh, flat ass, fake ass Dario because <laughs> he has like this concave ass. Um, like, but That's he's Cal funny. on Orphan Black to me, so I like uh, him because he's Kira's dad on Orphan Black. Okay, but uh, they they hate him. Uh, yeah, flat ass Dario. I never looked at his ass, so I can't really I, comment. Yeah. Liar. And I can and I can't recall, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's funny. I like. I like him. I, think I, he's I like him too. I did not like the first. Well, you know, in the in the books, Dario, he's got what the blue hair. Yeah, he's, he's very charismatic. So he's I was gross. like, I was kind of pissed, you know, at the beginning when I first saw him. I was like, dude, he doesn't have blue hair. Like, come on, you could just dye his hair. Like, that's not hard. You know, it doesn't he, cost a lot. You know, well, they in the books he's described as kind of gl- like a glam rocker. Yes, and yep. uh, we can segue over to King's Landing and talk about Euron because. Uh, He's got like a glam rock awesome. kind of vibe going on. Uh, I, I love loved this guy. jacket, dude. I'll be that, honest. It was the greatest jacket ever. I tell you, this episode, that in the montage of shit and soup, <laughs> I laughed so much in this episode because of those two scenes. Because Euron just ripped Jamie a new one. I mean, like, that was, he was burning him bad. Like, it was, it was killer. But yeah, he looked like a, he looked like was it Tom Cruise in that rock? What was that rock movie that Tom Cruise was the rocker? Um, anyway, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, he was his outfit was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I found this list of let me see if I can bring up the website here of all the things that um, they describe how they described him. <laughs> uh, Euron Greyjoy looks like a guy who borrows his girlfriend's car to cheat on her. <laughs> Euron Greyjoy looks like if Pacey from Dawson's Creek had an older brother who was way into stained at one point, but now denies it. That is brilliant. Euron Greyjoy looks like a guy who moved out of the house at 16, but moved back in at 26, and he still lives there 10 years later. These are great. Euron Greyjoy looks like a guy who waits for the check to come to announce he had... Oh, he only has $8 on him, even though he (laughs) ordered an appetizer and a dessert and three drinks. (laughs) Euron Greyjoy looks like the bassist of a crappy rock band who shows up to every practice late and then repeatedly insists he should be the lead singer behind the lead singer's back. Nice. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Those were really good. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a whole, there's really a whole bunch of them. Um, the movie was Rock of Ages, by the way. Oh, thank you. That was killing me. I, uh, I like, okay, I gotta do two more. Euron Greyjoy <laughs> looks like a guy who has a pit bull named Thrasher. <laughs> Euron, okay, three more. Euron Greyjoy looks like a guy who has a snake and invites people over to watch it, watch him feed it live mice. I knew it. I knew I had a friend like that. Yeah. Euron Greyjoy looks like a guy who somehow dated Britney Spears for a month in two thousand and seven. <laughs> nice. That's great. Those were they all all tweets? Were they all um, no, it's on Uproxx. It's called Euron Greyjoy. What he looks like. Oh, I thought those would be Twitter uh, tweet. Well, yeah, most people on Twitter aren't that. Aren't that catchy? But yeah, that's pretty cool. That, that's those are really good. Those are really good. He actually, I don't know. I was watching. Uh, I watched. Um, oh God, I am awful. Ghost in the Shell this weekend, and he's a he's a badass in Ghost in the Shell. I'm like, where is that dude from? Because he doesn't look 
anything like the character in Euron. I'm like, where? But I, you know, hear the voice. Like, where the hell is that guy from? So I looked up IMDb and I'm like, oh, that's Euron Greyjoy. Mm. That's where he's from. It's too close to Euron. Euron, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't change that because then they change. Uh, was it Ash? Asha was. Asha became Asha. Because yeah. they thought because, Asha and Osha were very close, yep. but there was very little overlap with Osha since yeah, she was right. gone for so much of the show. Yep. Um, we could talk about Sansa and John, their little tiff. Yeah. yeah I, I, it was just a little family squabble. I don't think anything's going to happen about it. <clears throat> no, not at all. They wouldn't foreshadow anything like that. Yeah. Hmm. I, I had posted something in our little group me about about it where my boss actually had said that he read an article or saw an interview with with Sophie and said that she she very much thinks that people are going to hate her character this year and she feels bad about it and I don't know if she's just throwing you know something out there to to bait us or it's going to be she she's going to turn on John which is really going to piss me off could be I feel like the window for liking Sansa is really narrow. Like, people yes. didn't like her at the beginning, then they grew to like her when she got a backbone, and now they're yep. going to go back to not like it. Look, it kind of depends on what she does, how how her arc plays out with Littlefinger as well. Yeah. You know, because we all know, everybody knows not to trust him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, that's got to be running through John's mind as well. I, You know, John is very focused on one thing, right? and that's the White Walkers, which, I mean... I can't blame the dude. I mean, that's that is an uh, it's a, an unstoppable zombie army, you mm-hmm. know. And you got Cersei with pretty much the Lannisters now, which are not a lot. So I can't say I'd blame him for not really caring that she sent the Raven and blah blah blah. You know, telling her basically get get bent. I don't really care because you're not important. Um, you know, but Sansa knows knows her, and, and again, I don't think that she <laughs> Cersei is going to march eight eight months because I don't think they have time for one, um, you know, to, to come and try to kick his butt. So I, John's very focused and, and that's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. Because I do like, I, I do like what they did where they, they talked about it like afterwards, because, you know, you, you, they could have totally done that. The old eighties movie where, Oh my God, you cheated on me with Steve. I'm never going to talk to you again, you know, and just at the end of the movie, you reconcile. So I'm really glad that they actually did like, have another scene together and, and talk about what happened in the throne room. And I'm hoping, which, you know, my boss seems to think, and that, that is the end of it, but <clears throat> who knows? And, um, they did that in star Wars too, um, where, Hey, I'm a store. I was a stormtrooper. Oh, okay. Well, I don't care anymore. I was like, Oh, that's brilliant. Like, thank you for not really giving a crap that, you know, this guy did this stuff. So priorities. I mean, at that point it is, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, John has filled in Sansa, although Sansa hasn't seen the White Walkers. You know, John's like, yeah, and he knows, she knows that he was dead. Like, this is, we're all going to be dead, you know? Yeah, I, I hope that Sansa puts aside her... I do too. ...her baggage. I, I would understand a, if she couldn't. Yeah. Well, some people, you know, there's rumors that she's, you know, mini Cersei now. Cause she's, wear, she's wearing her hair a certain way, and she's acting a certain way, and it's like, well... I, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. You know, but she definitely learned from Cersei. Oh yeah, I mean, she and hates Marjorie. her. Yes, yeah. I mean, she hates Cersei, but she's probably got to respect her a little bit. Yeah, it would be interesting. I did, you know, in the trailer, the the trailer for next 
this week, I guess. You know, there's one scene with Littlefinger up against the wall with some dude's, you know, hand around his throat, and I'm I'm curious to see who that is and what so happened. It, because John is a Targaryen, does he have dragon commanding powers? From internet people, yes. Well, we know internet people <laughs> are the best kind <laughs> of people. I, the 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 rumor and the the I don't know if it's a rumor the the um it, they basically Danny's got a dragon, mm-hmm. John's got a dragon, and Bran has a dragon because Bran's a warg, so he can well do, not actually on the dragon, but he, yeah, he'll take control. He'll take, he'll take the dragon. So John and and Bran will will be like, we need to borrow two of your dragons to defeat the White Walkers. You can yeah. take one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. That's well, you know. <laughs> He's a Targaryen, so I mean, taking dragon. He's never, day. he's yeah, never done he anything to Danny. Well, yeah, that's why. Yeah, Brand. Like that's why I say Brand definitely has to intervene there a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Um, here's my little brother. He swears I'm a Targaryen. Tegar- well, I I believe that since he's the three eyed raven, can't he bring other people with him? Like the three eyed raven did, did with him. With him, maybe. Oh. I, I mean, that might be possible. But you got to get them all in a room together, not try to not trying to kill each other. Well, again, yeah, and the, you know, I don't think you know, uh, um, I don't oh, think Danny has any any issues with John. She doesn't know him. He's never you know kill him, kill her, you know. So maybe they'll be okay because they don't really know each other. He's the you know he was the the uh, Lord Commander of the Night Watch, which is a neutral you know save the realm thing. If she so, even knows who he is, yeah, right. I mean, she, she, well, Tyrion knows who he is. That's true. Tyrion's with her. That's true. So you know, and that's the thing. Like you know, she has no idea about the Long Winter, right? You know, but Tyrion and and uh, Varys they do. Like so, I, I'm thinking when John comes and says, "Hey, can we buy some dragon glass? We'll get out of your hair." You know, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay. They need this stuff. Give it to them, and then you know, we'll go do King's Landing. You guys do that, and we'll meet later." <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I'm hoping they just do that this season. And and I'm thinking it's going to be the last episode with them like all coming together because then it's like, you know, that cliffhanger for the next season which is the last season. I would love for them to destroy the White Walkers in like at the end of this season and then make the last season more about wrapping up all the threads of the political yeah. threads. I I kind of see it or vice versa. Either way. Yeah. Or, yeah. Either way. And, and that, that's one of the things, you know, when we discussed doing this, I wanted to see if we could get to is that with the with the, with us on a limited time frame now of what does what what are the steps you guys think is going to happen out from here, having seen the first episode of the penultimate season? Well, we have to go back to Dorne for a couple episodes. Um. Oh God! Well, no, I think Euron. I think that's Euron's gift. Euron's gift is going to be the Sand Snakes, or at least one of them. Or uh, or uh, Oberyn's sister, because mm, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's got the I don't think he's got the power to go after Danny. I think that I think that Cersei knows the Sand Snakes killed her her family, and I think that's that's the prize or the, the what do you say the gift that she wants. I think that's where he's going. I think he's going to go to Dorne, maybe and, and get that for her. But if he knows that Tyrion is with Danny, but I don't know if he does. His- I don't know well, how they, he they, they know. Jamie and Cersei know, so. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I assume that I, it's known. I don't think he's got the men to go after Tyrion, unless he somehow 
you know, is, is a Bolton in disguise and can take 10 good men to scale the castle wall and kidnap some dude. I don't, I don't think he's got, I think he's going to Dorne. Well, I've, I've seen two theories about what, um, his gift could be. One is the legendary horn known as dragon binder, which yep. is in the books, but not in the show so far. It is a horn that can control dragons. And then the other theory would be Gendry as the last surviving Robert. Ah, Robert's he's, he's he's rowing a boat somewhere, and they he's have a, a fleet on the ship. Oh, that's true. Know, They're going to the find him. Yeah, so, they're going to find him. His forearms are going to be Popeye because he's been rowing this boat, you know, for so many years. Yeah, yeah, but I, but, I mean, I mean, honestly, what at, at this point, what does Gendry do? Does anybody really give a give a shit Nothing. anymore? Um, Nothing. Yeah, I like Gendry. I did too. I really I'm, liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I mean, he's been gone since season yeah. two. Wouldn't wouldn't she have and, moved on? Which I mean, would she know who he was though? Right. I don't think anybody knew who he was. So who was the somebody? I mean, somebody sent. You know, basically, somebody told Joffrey, like, "Hey, your quote unquote dad has got some illegitimate kids." Here's a list of them. And they went around killing them, right. Yeah, I mean, somebody knew them all, right? They were, you know, and, uh, but, yeah, I don't know if she knows about Gendry or, like, again, does she even care? Right, so, because, I mean, it's, this kid shows up and says, no, I'm the king. Yeah, like, fuck you. Here's, here's the mountain. Here's the mountain zombie. Go talk well, to him. Well, if it was Alaria <laughs> Sand, that would kind yeah. of wrap up her storyline, so. Like, and it's that. interesting, I don't know if you noticed, and I, I did this, um, I paused the, the trailer, um. There was a tra- there was a screen cap of next week in Dragonstone, and it had Illyrian Sand, the Sand Snakes, and um, uh, the Tyrells or um, shoot the grandmother, Tyrell. yeah, Tyrell, mm-hmm. Elena, Elena, Tyrell. Elena, Elena. They were all sitting. They were all sitting in the um, in the the map room. So oddly, I didn't watch the the next the coming attractions. <laughs> I didn't even think to do that. I was like, the episode's over. Good night. <laughs> I have to watch Orphan Black for the podcast tomorrow. I uh, I usually, you know, I usually don't, but like I, I watched it on HBO Go, and uh, which actually started five minutes early, which was pretty awesome. Um, Before it broke for everyone else. Yeah, at the end of the episode, they do like the trailer, and then they do like a behind the scenes of the episode. So, mm-hmm. so I watched it, and I'm like, because you know, there was a there was a picture of of a wolf, and I'm like, is that no? You know, and I'm like, that looks. So then I looked up um, Arya's old wolf. Like, well, it kind of looks like it. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, there's only two left. So, so yeah, right. Well, so and and they did they did they say that in the shows? I think they said it once. So in the books, there's a wolf pack roaming the Riverlands, and there's speculation mm-hmm. that that's Arya's. What what is her name? Um, Nymeria. Nymeria. And it's heavily implied that that Nymeria has her own little pack out. Little, little pack, yeah. yeah which. Somebody, you know, posted like, that wolf's too small to be Nymeria, but it could be one of her pack members. Okay, shut up, like, shut up internet nerd. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> every, right time well, I, every time I read something like that, I always go back to The Simpsons with Itchy and Scratchy and the xylophone ribs, you know, like every every time. It's like, whatever, get over here. I think but, we covered everything. Um, I'm scrubbing through the episode right now. I think we hit all the major plot points, so I promised you guys we wouldn't go over 45 minutes, so I'm going to call it. Unless right. there's something that someone desperately well, needs to talk about. We didn't talk about the Hound, which I... I was, that was a great scene. Well, he's growing as a person. His Yes, exactly. I thought his scene was probably the best in the, in the episode. Just I, to I, see 
what he started from and where he is now. I, but I, I want that they're that they're humanizing him, but he's still an asshole. Still an ass, yeah. But I want to know like your your thoughts, like if if he was seeing something in the flames, which it seemed like he was. You know, he wasn't bullshitting around. When could he? When did he start doing that? When he got burned by his brother when he was a kid. Um, I am a firm believer that um, he was. Uh, Brian killed him in their fight last season or the season before, and he was brought back by uh, Swearinger. There, what was it? The priest. Yeah, uh, yeah. he was a priest of the seven, not of um, true. Oh, the Lord of not Light. Not of the Lord of Light. Yeah, that's true. But so I still think, yeah, even though that, I still think he, he either he died and he was brought back somehow, and, and maybe the Lord of Light doesn't need a could be priest to bring him back, you know. Mm. So then he could see the flames in the flames at that point. I don't know. I think that their, you know, he asked what their purpose was, and I think that their purpose is to go with John and meet up with John and actually either really wreak havoc on the White Walkers with with those guys or assist john in some way whether they're getting overrun and john needs to you know get out of there and they basically you know give up their lives to for him i don't know but i think that they're going to meet up too with yeah. with john oh everybody eventually is going to meet up got to and everybody the other does, thing everybody the other left except for brand he keeps missing everybody yeah he just missed him by that much um the other thing is i i i did say about um Cersei, not really care, you know, going up to Winterfell. Um, but she might just send Jamie that way. And at that point, I think if they do that, that Jamie will get there at about the time, you know, there's this massive White Walker army um, and actually be like, okay, well, um, I don't care about these guys anymore. What the hell's that? You know, be interesting. It could be, it could be interesting. Like you said, time, time goes as the plot. So, you know, eight months is 30 seconds, right? So, before we go, one prediction for the season. Yes. Let's do that, since it's the first episode. Okay. How's it, How's the season going to end? How's it going to end? Yep. I think I think it's going to end with, with the, uh, them all either coming together or them all either fighting the White Walkers, and then, you know, it's going to cliffhang, or somebody's going to, quote-unquote, die. Um, I don't know who's going to—I don't, I don't know if anybody else major is going to really die, but, you know, we've had that issue before with Martin— so I'm not really getting attached to anybody, but I think they're all going to come together and, and go after the White Walkers. Matt, um, all I can think about the, is like them putting on a dance, like a, like a high school like dance. They should do a Buffy. Get some. They're, they're, um, they're gonna, a, a, da- a dance off with the White Walkers. <laughs> they need to fix up Dragonstone. They don't have the money, but what if they do like a fundraising gala? So they put on a big dance for money. <laughs> and everybody shows up. Uh, it's just like on soap operas, where even the enemies show up to their enemies' parties, and it's, and so Cersei will be there, and they're like, "Who invited you?" And, they, and she's like, "I don't need an invitation, bitch. Like I own this land." And she walks in, and uh, so there's lots of cat fights, but the, you know, there's dancing, there's a big dance numbers, the musical episode of Game of Thrones. So um, I would I would pay money to see that. That's I want to see I want to see a Josh Whedon directed Game of Thrones with singing and dancing. And then, and they raise enough money to uh, fix up the old castle. Best that's, summer that's, before, before the White Walkers tear it down, right? Before the White Walkers come tear it down. <laughs> that's all I got. That's like, I, I would pay money and, and am paying money to see that. I would. Maybe, uh, maybe when uh, Game of Thrones is over, it'll go to Broadway. Ooh, Game of Thrones the musical. You know they they kind of did it in the show, anyways. 
right? When Arya was with the theater group. Ah, uh, foreshadowing. Maybe. Uh, uh. Maybe, maybe, like maybe it's going to be totally fourth wall breaking, and it's going to end out like <laughs> it's going to end like blazing saddles. <laughs> uh, could- Spark Stalker, you got a uh, prediction? Prediction? Um, well, I can't follow that now. Where am I going to? Okay, all right, real quick. I think the last episode is when the wall will actually fall. Ooh. They spent way too much time saying it's always stood. I mean, I, that was. That was the second biggest theme to this, other than Sam cleaning up shit. So, <laughs> yeah. So fun, there's that, and what, what you were saying earlier, Matt, um, about ending one or the other. I really think this is the end for Cersei this season. Mm. I, I think she will be dead before the end of the season. Something tells me that. Mm. Well, it should be pretty easy for Arya to get close enough to assassinate her if that's what she wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't even think it's going to be Arya. I, I think as a, I think it's as a character, it's got to be Jamie. It's yep. got to be. Hmm. So, you, you know, and I, I'm just going more on, on literary um, right. storytelling more than anything else. That's She did the exact reason he killed um, the, the, Mad the Mad King. King. Yep. Right. Yep. She, she actually went through with his plot and yep. blew everybody up. Or maybe she falls yeah, out that, a window. Maybe, she... maybe he pushes her out of a window. It was... And, then, and he's like, he's like call her. back. <laughs> that was a great episode. I really liked that episode. What the last one or the last the last the one? one the last I'm thinking season. of the one where he threw Bran out the window. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the second or third episode. People yeah. go out of windows so often. <laughs> or, or maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll all meet up at at at, at Dragonstone and Bran will be telling about it, and Jamie will just pick him off and throw him off the balcony and say, "I should have done this seven years ago." <laughs> yeah. All right, we better stop this. Um, any we guys? Better. Any- uh, either one of you want to plug or promote anything before we go? Nope. Um, Mad as Hell Gamers Radio, look it up. I do that with Jedi, Sherrick, and Asphalt Ranger every couple of weeks or so. Kind of in a lull right now because there's not much happening in the gaming world, but we still talk about other shit. And sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's horrible. So check it out if you want to. Wouldn't Most of the time it's horrible. <clears throat> yep. I, well, I'm on, I'm on it. What do you expect? I mean... Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like it's not like we have top tier talent on there. If they're if if, if I'm part of it, there you go. So so, so sorry ringing, for ruining your ringing endorsement of at, that. Then uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first podcast I was ever on. Way was back it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. When, when we did the wow, yeah, that's been a while. It was years ago. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, uh, as always, you can find us at hooplecast dot com. That's the website. It's got links to uh, download episodes. Or show notes, links to discussion threads. You can join our Facebook group. Just go on Facebook.com. Search for Hooplecast. A lot of fun in there. And next time on the show, we'll be talking about... We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming, talking about K Street and Angels in America. Those are the next two shows we're going to be talking about. Now, normally on this podcast, uh, we let our guests... Uh, sign off with our signature sign off, which is a, a hearty fuck you. Uh, if you guys want to give us a fuck you, then we can get out of here. You can All go right. in tandem. All right, go ahead, fuck go ahead, you. Spark. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not mean. <laughs> Bullshit, <laughs> Mister. I hate everybody. Well, I'm alright. Go ahead. Come on. I'll 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 say it with fuck you. Fuck you, Spark. Fuck you too. There you go. Nice. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. It was fun. I'm gonna hang up now. Goodbye.